Come on. Welcome to Life This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Alex Grass. Alex, are you ready to do this? I'm I'm ready all day, up and down, left and right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Alex is the author of three books that have broken into the Kindle Top 100. Prior to becoming an author, he's been a thrash metal band. He attended mortuary school, law school. He competed as an amateur boxer and powerlifter. He worked in the Sinai Desert. His titles are... The Influencer, Black River Lantern, Drek, and most recently, A Boy's Hammer. Alex, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. I mean, the, the easiest way to tell you about my personal life and, wh- and why I do what I do is to go back and um, tell you about about three years ago. Um, no, sorry, four years ago. Uh, I was like a pretty, pretty bad alcoholic. And I went down to uh, rehab in Florida. And uh, while I was there, I met all kinds of different people, really amazing people. Um, you know, I, I won't get into the specifics, uh, you know, but I want to keep, let them keep their anonymity. But there were people from all over. There were Rhodes Scholars. There, were, there was a former senator who was there uh, from long enough ago that I feel comfortable saying it, you know. Um, there were, um, you know, like CF and CEOs and the one thing that I learned from them um, was that like nobody looks back on their life and says you know like I really wish that I just played it safe Hmm. and you know did some you know good old-fashioned economic satisficing and walked down the the middle road Um, and while I was down there I just had a like a complete um, you know orbit rotation around the world, uh, personal philosophy flipping uh, moment. And I took a hard look at what I was doing. And at the time I was writing um, op-eds, um, editorializing in places like Washington Examiner and Forbes and um, uh, you know a couple other places. And I enjoyed it, but I, I found that, you know, and this is well before, um, I guess you'd call like the, like the, um, the, the widening um, uh, uh, gap in civil society. It, it's just a lot of tension to write about that stuff. You know, there's never a moment where you're not in some way um, being a flunky for one uh, ideological side or the other. And while I was down in Florida, um, I learned uh, more about um, Stephen King. And I found that Stephen King had, you know, he'd never really been into anything else other than speculative fiction, but he had wrestled with his own demons. And I read um, a, a book of his that was uh, very much recovery centered. Um, the main character is uh, Danny Torrance. He's the kid of, you know, Jack Torrance from the uh, of Shining fame. You know, and many people won't have read the book, but certainly hey, like, oh, I, I mean, at a certain generation, everybody's seen The Shining. Sure. My dad, before I started, my dad hated horror. He, he'd seen The Shining, you know. Um, and there was just something that struck me in a very, very, uh, like deep seated way, you know, like at the, you know, where it's like, um, uh, I guess physically the comparison would be like, if you ever, if you ever had like the cops behind you and you feel something that's like, 
like prickles at the back of your neck, but also it's like tugging on your bowels and like hitting your heart. Sure. But in a pot, but in a positive way, that's the feeling <laughs> I had, you know? Um, and I just, I really fell in love, like head over heels, love with uh, speculative fiction and, um, and horror and a bit like very good horror. And uh, it's really something to do. Like when you're, when you're, you know, uh, middle age and you're, you're coming around um, and you found, find like a new passion and it happens while your whole life is changing, you know, and it's all changed for me. It's all changed for the better. It's like, it's, it's remarkable. It's like um, you look at it as like dumb luck, like, wow. Uh, yeah. So like, I feel so, like no it, it doesn't happen to anybody but it happened to me i was so happy about it you know well i think that's amazing serendipity dumb luck whatever term you want to use it it, it happened yeah so yeah. that was three three and a half four years ago uh more than more than four years ago actually now i'm, I'm thinking about because i i've counted i've counted it out with my old man you know we talk about this all the time Got it. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So it, it sounds like, it sounds like you, you obviously have a, a writing background. So, so is it fair to say that you knew how to write or that you were a good writer? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't mean like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I'm a good writer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I come from, so, okay. So the, here's a little anecdote. And this, this tells you, um, how I fell in love with words. I used to go up to my dad starting at like five or six years old. And, I, and uh, I'd be like, you know, hey, dad, what does contemptuous mean? Actually, a lot of the time I'd go after he yelled at me. He's like, you're, you're, you behave the way you behave. I, why are you so, so contemptuous of me and your mother? And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> we had a big dictionary. You remember like back in the day, you had like people who come, they'd sell you um, – like the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So we used to get like a new huge dictionary, you know, the, the, like the, the big one, the library binding every three or four years. And uh, I remember it like my dad forced me from a young age to go and look up words. And then who knows why this happens, you know, because I got three younger brothers and none of them are like this. I mean, mm -hmm. they're all they're uh, they're all uh, in their own way, very remarkable. But uh, um, I would just start like looking at the dictionary, you know, and sometimes my brothers would make fun of me, you know, because I wasn't I was not that guy. I was not a book nerd. You know, I, I was not. I mean, I thought I was. I read a lot. But in school, you know, like I liked, you know, like, for example, in high school, like like I started a poker game and a gin game and like we uh, get in trouble because we had like a gambling in the school and <laughs> you know, like I was always smoking in the bathroom and like, I was not that guy, you know, but um, I did fall in love with words. I would be like reading the dictionary, you know, like 10, 11. And it was on this, uh, this, um, like uh, this um, rostrum kind of like almost like a, like a cherry uh, podium. And I'd go up and I'd be flipping through it. And then, you know, like, the brother closest to me in age, he'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, nothing. I wasn't learning for the sake of learning. That was certainly not happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, I came, it's, I'm, I'm also, I'm very, very lucky that I came from a family um, where it was, um, you know, writing was very important. My grandfather, um, 
uh, my grandfather's on both sides. My mother's father was a law professor and um, he was a beautiful writer. I mean, he never ended up writing fiction, but you know, I had seen correspondence and there's this amazing uh, uh, video of him uh, where he, and I showed it to my youngest brother, uh, Harrison, and he looked at, and he said it perfectly. He said, wow, grandpa speaks like a book, you know? Hmm. He just, it was like pure flow, you know, like just seamless narration. Uh, like, like you were hearing uh, everything described in my grandfather's life, like it was a, a Morgan Freeman reading of the Shawshank Redemption, you know? <laughs> Amazing. I love it. So <clears throat> as, as, as you're writing now, um, where, where do your ideas come from? Are they constantly coming? How do you, how do you decide what you're going to write your next book on? What, so I, I think that um, you, uh, like a, so someone who's regularly writing, this is a, at least this is my experience, has probably like 50 ideas for every one good one, hmm. you know? And you definitely hear stories about authors who just um, leave a, a, a vast correspondence and a lot of unfinished projects behind. Um, usually what happens is, is that when like it's the idea, you know, like a really good idea, it becomes very, very clear. Um, and, you know, all the books that I've written that have, you know, just been of that caliber, the higher caliber, have been finished in about like a month or maximally, you know, like six weeks, you know, mm. like the, la the latest one, a boy's hammer. So um, between 120, 130,000 words, it's a 600 page plus book. And it, it, and it was written in, you know, about six weeks. Um, that now, listen, uh, I'll get back, circle back to answering the question, but I should just say like, if you're a writer out there, that should not be your standard. Those six weeks are miserable. That's there's a lot. Three, yeah. There's three days out of the week. I'm not sleeping. And, you know, like very bad personal habits. It's, it's just like, I just, it's, it's how I can do it, you know? But the ideas, um, they can come from uh, anywhere. And I think the best, the best way to have new ideas is to, um, uh, to experience um, life and be uh, attentive to what you're doing at the time until, you know, like, just, um, you know, not to sound like, you know, like the, the old uh, curmudgeon, but like put down your phone, sort of watch what's going on and it, the, the ideas will come to you. You know, the idea for Drek came from, I was sitting in, uh, you know, my wife had to go to a, an orientation for a hospice care service because she was getting in clinical hours. She's at med school right now. Um, and this is prior to med school. But I sat and there was this guy who gave a lecture on, you know, his job matching people to hospice patients and the the whole outline for Drek came out in about like an hour while I was mm. sitting there and I was writing it down but I was also drawing from um the speaker you know like I was it's really interesting to like to be an adult and to take notes on something that you're really listening to and the notes are for nothing else other than what you want you know because <laughs> <laughs> Because you see in school, like it's there's funny. two re there's two reasons people <laughs> take notes, okay? One, because they're a gunner student and they're trying to transcribe everything, right? Or two, because they want the teacher to see that they're taking notes. <laughs> 
and I was doing it for neither. <laughs> None of those was going on there. That's awesome. So you said uh, 600 pages. Do you say 120,000 words? A uh, hundred. I think the final count was 123. 123,000 words. That's, I think that that's hard for people that, and that would be hard for me to get my brain around other than I started writing again um, five months ago and I write a thousand words a day and uh-huh. I just did, I, I just did a hundred uh, posts. And so it took me five months to write a hundred thousand words and it took you, you know, four weeks. That's crazy. By the way, that your habit is like, that's a really excellent habit. A thousand words a day. It's really excellent. You know, one of my favorite um, dark fantasy authors, a guy named Joe Abercrombie, he writes amazing books and he hits about a thousand a day. You know, the other thing is like, I think you're, um, you're writing on economics and finance, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So like, it's not quite the, you know, totally different, but it's totally different. I mean, like I would say for every thousand words uh, on economics and finance, that's as hard as writing, you know, like 3000 in in fiction, I think, you know, and fiction writers won't, won't like to hear that, but you know, they have a pretty high, uh, you know, they've pretty high self-regard, even though they're self-loathing. It's a a paradox, (laughs) but that's the way all creative people are, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I I think that that's awesome. Have a high self-regard and, uh, perhaps an equally high sense of self-loathing. So yeah. you, you frenetically, I don't know if the term is frenetically, you are impressively writing for four to six weeks, hundreds of thousands of words. And you're, I think you mentioned you were communicating with, with your editor right now. How does that process work? Um, so we're, it's, it's, it's become a pretty unique relationship. So, um, my, my editor, um, Oh, she just changed the name of her company. I wish I could remember it. It was it, it was originally Holy Mel Edits, and now it's um. Hold on one second. Hey, Eric. <laughs> Not in vain editing. Thank you. Nice. So it's she she, she created the company, and her husband Eric is the project manager. Um. And also, uh, uh, they have, um, she has a twin sister, uh, I'll, I'll say it again, not in vain editing. Mel has a twin sister named Carol. We were all born on the same day. That's wild. Isn't that wild? I didn't even know that until about a year ago. Um, but we have become very close. Like I'm here, I'm just visiting, you know, like we just finished a boy's hammer. They're, they're working on something right now. But I, we, you know, I'm just I came here to, you know, hang out, and um, we talk. I would say me and Eric talk a couple times a week, you know, because um, he's the project manager, but he's also um, really amazing, like a really amazing details guy, and um, a very quick learner, and um, he, you know, he has the mind for it. So I just check in and. You know, he's unflappable. So, like, I can just check in and see what's going on. And the truth is, is in the editing, you know, a good editor or a good uh, an author who knows how to work with an editor will let them do their job, hmm. you know. So the answer is really I'm only interacting for work 
when they need something from me, you know? Um, and until this last book, there was like really never any pushback from me. And then there was, and then there was, and then I was totally wrong. And I ended up doing everything that Mel wanted me to do. And then I got a starred review from Kirk as the first one ever. Nice. So, so, you know, I actually called her up and I said, I just want you to know you were totally right. <laughs> I was, I was completely wrong. And my wife is sitting across the table from me and listening because she's a, she's a med school, but she's doing, doing like a lot of it remotely. And Mel is very self-effacing. My editor is very self-effacing. She's like, no, no, it was a group effort. And my wife cuts in. She's like, don't tell him that. You don't know. Don't, don't take that away. You tell him. He's wrong. That's um, awesome. But I think that's – the last thing I would say is, like, I think that's really important in everything. If you want to succeed, you have to get rid of your ego. You have to kill your darlings. You have to listen, you know, because – especially if you trust somebody they're not trying to hurt you you know they're and you're not the you're, you're never the genius you think you are you know like uh i'm not and you know it's it's so rare you can almost almost all of us can rest assured that we're not the genius that can veto you know the editor or the coworker or the um colleague who gives us some you know some helpful advice yeah, I appreciate that. You said that you got your first review from from something or someone. Well, first starred review. So, like, um, in the like a starred review from Kirk is sort of like, um, you know, it'd be like, uh, I don't know, like a Michelin star or something. Yeah, maybe something like it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Michelin star is pretty serious. I know because my wife's brother is a chef, so it's let's just say it's real good. Nice. You know? Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. And you can attribute all of that to Mel, the editor. <laughs> not of not in vain editing. That's right. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> uh, I I love it. So. Do you, uh, as 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 these ideas come, you've got fifty to one, and you are able to see, yep, this this one is we're 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 definitely going with it. How do you have a plan for how many books you want to be writing over a set amount of time, like like in a year or something like that? Um, it's ended up being um about three a year, you know, uh. COVID was sort of a strange time. It wasn't that I, um, I wasn't writing. It just happened that. Um, so I guess it's been, maybe it has been a year. Or has it been two years? I would say probably the norm, you know, moving forward would probably be about three a year, hmm. you know, um, because the, um, the editing process is, you know, look, editing's much, much much more work intensive than writing, you know? Um, and, um, I would say about three a year. And then along with those three, there's probably like two books worth of stuff that will never see the light of day, you know, just different projects that have started and stopped or, you know, um, like I'll write something and go back and just, you know, even, with my uh, personal bias, I'll be like, man, this is just trash. You know, this is just like dumpster. This is, 
trash panda in a dumpster fire, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah, I think three a year. And that's like, that keeps me busy. But also I still have like a lot of time to myself, you know? Yeah, busy and sane at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Uh Exactly. All the things. All the things. All the things. <laughs> Julia Cameron would say you need to take care of 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 your inner author. I don't know if she would actually say that or not. Anyway, yeah. well, Alex, people are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Um, I think the difference making tip is that um, be wary of uh, people trying to give you exotic advice. Um, usually doing very well is, uh, as simple as, uh, you know, very common sense people have said in the past, my, my favorite quote, one of them is from Thomas Edison. Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and it looks like work, you know? So the difference making tip is work very hard um and I, I would addend to that the thing i said before about editing like and know that your work isn't precious you know it be humble about it work hard and be humble because um you will be wrong most of the time and even if you're you know end up being one of the the elite of elite in your field it'll only be because you've spent a lifetime striving and failing and slowly getting up above the 50% mark you know um that's that's it that's not one tip but you know shit <laughs> oh shoot sorry <laughs> <laughs> i think that that is those are great stuff that definitely gets come on I, I, I love it. Be wary of exotic advice. I've never heard it put like that before, but I think that that is 100% correct. Work hard and be humble. Solid. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they get your books? Uh, the books are all available on Amazon. Um, just type in Alex Grass. Alex, regular spelling, grass, like the green grass. My old man used to say that when he answered the phone all the time. Um and uh, you can follow me on um, on Goodreads, which is uh, it's the only place. But I, I mean, it's a very it's a really great place for readers, a really great place for authors. It's very open, and um, I, I've heard from authors and readers. It's re- fantastic if you love reading. Goodreads, excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Alex your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates. Good ideas. Go to Amazon, pick up all of his books, pick up The Influencer, Black River Lantern, Drek, and his newest, A Boy's Hammer, all under Alex Grass. And then also find him on Goodreads, and we'll link all those in the notes. Thanks again, Alex. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.